I don't know how many people take a reflective look and ask themselves questions when it comes to their sexual expression. But I believe that I recently begun to ask very, very important questions as it related to my sexuality that we probably should be asking the entire sexual journey. The main and most pivotal question that I began to ask myself within the last two years is, who do you have sex for? And the reason that it's such an important question is because when you're able to answer that, you're able to get get closer to your desired outcome when it comes to your sexual experiences. If you're just going into it non-intentional, then you getting all different types of crazy results. But if you want higher and more quality sexual experiences, it kind of makes sense to be like, you know what? Wait, what's the goal here? Who do I do this for? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So today's question that we're going to dissect and dive into is, who do you have sex for? It's your freak hostess, Jody, and you're tuned into Provocative. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. I will marry a nigga off some dick because everything else we can work on. And I've, I have uh, sporadic periods of excessive masturbation. I really like how that just sounded. If I fuck you once and it's good, I'm gonna keep fucking you. Cause I didn't start sucking dick until college. Blew in that man's butthole. <laughs> that, that shit is wicked. That shit. So, I guess what I'm saying is we should be asking ourselves more internally reflective questions. We should approach sex similarly to how we approach different other aspects of our life. Like when you have career goals and you ask yourself, okay, this is where I am. This is what I want to do. These are my motivations behind it. As opposed to just, oh, I don't know. I'm just doing it. I feel like that's a very novice and amateur answer to who do you have sex for, right? Like if you were to ask somebody that, what are some of the responses you would get? And I think it also depends on what age at which you ask somebody that question, too, um, because I've just recently begun to ask myself that question within the last two years. I think had you asked me, who do I have sex for maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago, definitely would have been drastically different answers. I look back to my teenage years and when I was I first started having sex. And I, I would have said, like, oh, I guess I do it for me. But would it have really been that? No. Because if you're doing something for yourself, then you want, like, a good outcome. And I wasn't getting good outcomes. And it's like I was still doing it. So if I know I'm doing it and I'm young and I'm still figuring it out and I'm not getting a good outcome. And by good outcome, I'm classifying that as, like, oh, are you having an orgasm? Or what? It, what's, what's, the, what's the positive benefit that you're getting from it I'm not getting shit from having sex in my teenage years like at all and I didn't know that until I started to reflect on it later but I think about answering that question at the age of 14 when I first started versus 20 still wasn't getting good responses still like and that's six six years have transpired since then I look at my 20s who was I having sex for 
I was having sex just because I was in a relationship. It, I wasn't doing it for myself because I didn't have my first orgasm until I was 21. So, and it wasn't until I had a pop, my first positive outcome, my first, you know, orgasm that I was like, oh my God, that's what I was supposed to be feeling all, of, all those years. And for me not to have it, I'm like, okay, now I have to have that feeling. I have to get as close to that feeling as possible every time I have sexual experiences moving forward, right? Because I had my first taste of what that felt like. Then I look at the age of 25. I think at the age of 25 maybe, and I'm skipping drastic years because I believe that people go through cycles of changes every five years. So I'm going to compare like a 15, 20, 25. Like those are probably when the peaks of those changes were occurring. So that's what we're, that's what we're working with. That's what we're assuming. So look at the age of 25. I didn't have my, at the time, my best sexual partner until my mid twenties. So up until then, I'm just having mid-mediocre sex. Like, everything is just, okay, it's cool. Then I have the best sex partner that I had experienced at that time in my mid-20s. And now I'm like, oh, my God, this is what it's supposed to feel like. And because I was getting these positive outcomes, I'm like, if this is what I want, then I need to be having sex for me, right? But that's still, I still hadn't really come all the way to that conclusion. I'm in a relationship with someone, we're having sex, that's what it is. I'm having sex because I'm in a relationship with this person and this is what you do. But I'm still not having sex for me. Then, so I guess I'm saying up until the age of 25, I'm having sex for other people. That's, that's kind of where I'm getting at with this, so I'm going to specifically say it. I'm having sex for other people. But even still, it's not all the way for them because I'm not really like, oh, my God, am I asking these questions as to what's going to sexually satisfy them? No, not quite yet. But I'm still not having sex for myself for sure. Then I fast forward a little bit. I break up with that particular person. I'm, I'm about to embark on a journey. I'm about to turn 30. I'm about to embark on something new. And now I'm asking myself that question again. And it was at that point when I asked myself that question that I actually begun to masturbate. So then at that point, that's when it's like, okay, cool. I'm doing this for myself. Because if you're doing something for yourself, you don't need anyone else there for you. If you're going to explore your body and explore what makes you feel good, if you're going to explore your sources of pleasure, you have to start with you. So you can't say you're doing it for yourself and then you're not doing anything to explore yourself. That kind of does not add up, right? But what does make sense is for you to begin to ask yourself those questions and then spend time with yourself. Figure out what feels good sexually to you so that you can begin to, again, see who you have sex for. If you have having sex for yourself, then you have to start with yourself. You have to know how to pleasure yourself. And that's kind of where I think that was the first time I had a, a real understanding of what that question meant. Because up until then, I don't think I truly understood the power in that question, right? So now you have me at the age of 30 exploring myself, figuring out 
what feels right for me having sex for me. So I spent some time masturbating probably a couple months before I actually started having sex with some of the, the, the people that have joined me along my whole journey, right? So that's what I'm doing now. And even with that, it's like, what is, who am I having sex for with each partner? What makes sense? What makes sense? Am I here for me or am I here for them? And it was okay if the answer changed depending on, depending on who it was I was having sex with. Because sometimes it would be for me, but other times it was for them. Because I just wanted to share that experience with them. But most times it was for me because I'm a bit selfish. I ain't going to lie. But also I like to be in control. So that's why I feel like I'm still going to answer the question as like it was still for me. Because I'm the type of person that I'll have, when I'll have sex with somebody, I want to have mind control over the situation. So I'll do certain things because I know it's going to make you think about me. I'll, I'll withhold certain things or do certain things based on how I can control and manipulate the situation. So I'm very conscious of that. I've begun to be conscious of that through this journey, though through exploring myself, exploring what I liked, understanding that sex is not always about the physical, but it's about the mental, like a whole lot, especially in my case. Of course, I definitely feel like sexuality is a rubric of things. So when you're grading good sex or bad sex, there's this rubric, everyone has their own, some things you want to score super high on the rubric with, other things you don't. And that's something that case-by-case case basis, partner-by-partner, partner, you have to figure out. But, again, it always comes down to who are you having sex for? Who are you doing this for? Um, I don't think a lot of people ask themselves that question. I really don't, and I know I said that already. But I want to emphasize that more of us should be asking ourselves that. I remember I had a friend, and she was kind of going through her whole journey. And, of course, she's telling me what was happening or whatever. And there was this one particular guy. She kept going to see him. They're having sex. And not one time is he even making her come, like, at all. And she's talking about how, like, she goes, has sex with him, and then she goes masturbate right after. So she has to finish herself. So you drive to this man's house. You have sex with him, then you leave and go home and masturbate. Why are you doing that? If you're, and at the time, I had a very clear policy. If I don't come, it don't count. If I don't come, we did not have sex. Because <laughs> what was that? <laughs> um... So I was telling her, I'm like, you're not having sex with this man because you're not coming. You just going. You just going. You're not coming. You just going. So I asked her, why do you keep doing that? Because that sounds like insanity to me. Like, you keep going to this man over and over again, having sex with him. He's masturbating with your coochie. And you get nothing out of it. Like, nothing. I don't know. Maybe the experience was worth her continuing to go back I truly do not know me personally and how I operate I cannot go through something like that I'm not judging the next person that does but 
it doesn't work. So when I say I don't understand it, I'm saying it. I don't understand it in the context of it could not work for me and my lifestyle. I am not doing that. Matter of fact, I don't think I told y'all the story about when this guy. Okay, basically I was dating this guy and he fucked me like a robot. That sums up the experience for me, right? I had only had sex with him twice. And the first time I was like, okay, maybe it's not that bad. It was just the circumstances surrounding how we had sex. But then we did it again and I was like, oh no, he really do just fuck like a robot. Like this is not, it wasn't like that was consistent, right? Because sometimes the first time you have sex with somebody, it's not going to always smack. Like if, if the first time is great, amazing but you don't run into that situation all the time so I actually gave him a second chance so first time we had sex I was like okay this just he didn't wow me so I just kind of like left it at that but then the second time we we were in a room like we got a room you know one of them freaky rooms mirrors on the ceiling type shit and I was low-key blue that I was there with him because of the experience I had. Because I'm like, we had all of the tools. Like, everything should have went right. The part that went wrong was how you was fucking me. Because, like, okay, I'm, look, I got good knees. So I know I'm ratting dick appropriately. But literally, it was just the rhythm and the motion was just so off. And it was throwing me off. And I recall literally him being on top of me. And I was looking at my face through the mirror. And I was so, <laughs> I hope he wasn't looking at me. I hope he wasn't looking at me. Because I was looking at myself. And I look. you can see in my eyes that I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Having sex with him was like a chore. Like I had damn near rathered fold laundry. And I don't like folding laundry. I don't like it. I avoid it. And that's what it felt like. And as someone who really enjoys sex, feeling like I have to avoid this thing that I really enjoy because I don't like how it's happening with you. It, it was just off. Now, of course, this was before this was maybe this was like years ago. This was years ago. It was a couple years ago. I ain't gonna throw no dates out there. No time frames, just in case he's a listener. <laughs> but. Damn, I did kind of like give specific information as to where we were. So he, he actually, I'm positive he knows I'm talking about him. <laughs> Irregardless, nobody else is going to know I'm talking about him. But um, so we ended up breaking up. But what it comes down to is sex should never feel like a chore. And that's why you have to ask yourself, like, who are you doing it for? Right? Because... I wasn't doing that for me. Obviously, I wasn't doing that for me because I wasn't even having good experiences. Now, I could talk about a couple other instances, of course, where I was literally just like reflecting in the moment, like we're literally having sex. And then I'm thinking about it and I'm like, this is not this ain't working for me. It's not working for me. Why am I here? There was another situation where. I just felt like the guy was masturbating with my coochie. 
I wasn't getting anything out of it, right? So if you're doing something and you're not getting anything out of it, then you have to kind of evaluate. And of course, like at any moment, you can say, you know what? This ain't hidden. Stop. And that's kind of what I did. So uh, I know there are other women out there that have experienced that as well. Like, oh, you're going to have sex with this person and they are not making you reach orgasm, you're unsatisfied with the sex, you view sex as a chore, you need to take a step back, figure out who you're having sex for. And if you're not having sex for yourself, pause. Pause. If you think that at any point you're not doing it for yourself, it's okay to abstain for it from it for a little while. It's okay to abstain from it, Right? Just so that you can reflect and then say, okay, after further self-reflection, I think this is where I am with it. This is who I do it for. And this is where I want to go. Or this is what I would like to be the desired outcome. And once we're able to do that, we're able to get more specific about like, oh, this is what I enjoy. This is what I don't enjoy. It's almost like a, it's like a evaluation. You're just evaluating where you are in your sexual journey. What's your intentions behind it? Who you're doing it for? All of those questions and answers, only you can answer that. All those questions, only you can answer those. And you do it by just, Exploring, reflecting, exploring, reflecting. I don't think anyone has a one size fits all to how to go about something because we're all on our own sexual journeys. And that's going to look very different for different people. But that general question of who you're doing it for is still super important because then that'll get you closer to what is going to make sense for your sexual journey. As you embark on it. So. I know. We just went through a whole lot. And. I hope that. It was helpful. I hope that you guys. Took something positive. Away from it. Um, I hope that you guys. Can begin to reflect. On your sexual experiences in a way that you're able to plan for improved and better sexual experiences as well. And yeah, that's it for this episode of Provocative. We gonna get out of here. Before you go, I want to remind you to embrace your inner hoe. Thank you for tuning in to Provocative and don't forget to follow us on all streaming platforms. Happy hoeing. P-R-H-O-E D-O-C-A-T-I-V-E. Spell with the word hoe because deep down, we all got some hoe in us. And this is your safe space to be unapologetically provocative. Oh, is my ground too masculine? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs>